When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein, and I am getting a cold, so I probably do not sound very exhilarated. My throat is uh, not doing great, but that's okay because there's not that much to talk about. I mean, we, we had a Super Bowl. That was really exciting, but... This is a Packers podcast, and the Packers were nowhere close to the people. So, Perry, <laughs> um, obviously, now, you know, it's Tuesday. The Chiefs have beat the Eagles in Super Bowl 57. It was a really good game, a little controversial towards the ending, but really high scoring. Something that we kind of talked about, you know, going into this episode was that we thought this one could go either way, but that it could come down to the very end. So did, did Super Bowl 57 live up to your expectations as a football fan? I enjoyed it. I don't even think the call at the end was that controversial. Like, sure, would it have been nice for the Eagles to get some time to see if they could do anything? But I still think the Chiefs win. So I feel fine about it. I thought it was a great game. I was a little shocked at how the neither defense, like, really showed up. I mean, the Chiefs got gifted a fumble recovery for a touchdown. I don't think they necessarily really did all that much for that one. That was a Jalen Hurts boo-boo, but like it, this was an offensive game. It, it really was. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's one of the things we talked about, right? Like, who do you give the edge to? And I think in a game of this caliber, it felt like it was going to come down to Patrick Mahomes. And I know, you know, he took a shot and he was limping at one point and it was like, oh, you know, <laughs> you could just feel like, you know, the tension building there, but there was no way that he wasn't going to finish the game you knew that was going to happen and I agree with you I think once it got down to those final couple minutes it just felt like the Chiefs had the experience and they had the poise and you knew Patrick Mahomes was going to get him down the field I thought um, like one of the really interesting parts of this game we talked about the defensive line right and we said whichever offense is able to kind of hold up and get things rolling would be the tail for this game and we both were just saying like you know this Eagles defense is so impressive we talked about their front as you know, the perfect example of what we wish the Packers defensive front could be a couple weeks ago on our episode about Packers needs and zero sacks. Yeah. Zero sacks against Patrick Mahomes. I thought that was insane for that Eagles defense and, you know, a nod to the Chiefs offensive line for doing their job. Yeah. I don't think there was any sacks on either side, unless I'm mistaken, but this was a very clean game from both offensive lines. Um, You could even see on some of the, I don't think the Chiefs took nearly as many deep shots as the Eagles did, but you could just see when both quarterbacks are going back to pass, like dropping back, like they had pretty nice clean pockets. It was a, it was just like impressive all around from the trenches point of view. Although I'm sure both defensive lines would, um, you know, beg to differ that they wish they had gotten home once or twice. But I just do find it really interesting. And I was thinking about this um, yesterday after the game, like how much the Eagles invested in that defensive line, how much money, how much cap space, how much like trade value, all of it. 
and it obviously got them the one seed and they're the third most dominant defensive line in history, but it still didn't mean anything when it comes out to it. They didn't win the game. Um, and I just find it so interesting. Also based off the episode we did a couple weeks ago, where we kind of looked at some similarities between all the winning teams in terms of like DVOA, et cetera. When it came down to it, it, it didn't matter. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was really interesting because, you know, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, like you said, in I think it was like the end of January, one of our episodes and all the trends, you know, that we had looked at recency bias, of course, is a thing. But going back to 2014, the the team with the better defense as far as points against won every Super Bowl. And so, you know, by all accounts, this was a game for the Eagles to win. And, you know, even, you know, if you look at history, like the first and second ranked offenses and points for traditionally don't do well in the Super Bowl. Well, the Chiefs had the number one ranked offense. So it just felt like all those random fluky things were stacked against the Chiefs and then they still came out on top. So it was really interesting kind of from that perspective of like bucking the trends where I think maybe this one just came down to experience at the end. And, you know, I think, you know, we always say, oh, this coach will get back or, oh, these coaches are experienced and these players will get back. But I do feel like the Eagles have the potential to come back. Just like I, I still don't think the window has closed for the Bengals either. Like these last couple teams that have lost the Super Bowl with young quarterbacks, definitely I think we'll see them again in the future. No, the window is far from closed for anyone who has a quarterback on their rookie deal still <laughs> or even in their first extension. Like Josh Allen has many, many years to get there. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. I was just like really incredibly impressed with the way Jalen Hurts played. Like you're talking about this, yeah. the Chiefs for the most part have been there. Patrick Mahomes is definitely, I think, fully now in the conversation as becoming a great, you know, he's now a two-time winner, two-time Super Bowl MVP, real two-time regular season MVP. Like he he he's got he's building up those accolades, but like Jalen was not being included in that conversation for just any of the top young quarterbacks. He's always talked about beneath, you know, the three that we've previously mentioned. And it's kind of been, I think, like a little chip on his shoulder. And he's a third round pick. He's not, you know, one of these first round recruits that everybody was clamoring for. And he balled out in this game. He balled out, not only set a record for the most rushing touchdowns but by a quarterback but he was dropping dimes like absolute perfect placement in the tiniest window only your can receiver go up and get it dimes in this game I thought he passed the ball he did pass the ball better than Patrick Mahomes right the Chiefs ran the ball better and I think that's like ultimately a big part of their offensive success in this game but like Jalen was falling out so I think if anything, like this proves he deserves to be in that conversation and at least like top five QBs at the moment um, in terms of talent. But by far, the Eagles window is not closed, especially like we said, I think pre-show, like the NFC is still really wide open. Nothing. They have a couple free agents that they might lose. But I think for the most part, like this team is going to be fairly intact in an NFC next season that's still devoid of quarterback talent. Yep, I want to put a pin in that because I want to circle back to it. But before we wrap up talking about the Super Bowl, I think it's really interesting because I think you could these last couple of years have almost been like a case study, right? Tom Brady and the Bucks, you know, you kind of throw that out the window. But you could say that, you know, you could argue that they went all in. The Chiefs had a really young Patrick Mahomes. 
and you know a lot of their team was draft and develop then you have the Bengals and, and the Rams and the Rams have completely mortgaged their entire future they went got to the Super Bowl and won the big game you know now they don't have first round draft picks until my child is 47 years old like what you know but they won the Super Bowl and no fan would trade that right they want that ring so then this year again you have an Eagles team that is largely draft and develop young rookie quarterback on their or young quarterback on their rookie deal and the flip side of that is the Chiefs obviously having a, a star-studded quarterback and a supporting cast that's pieced kind of together by free agency so at least if you take you know the last couple Super Bowls into account the free agency side right now seems to be winning over the draft and develop side as far as getting to the Super Bowl and that's not to say that that's always the case we obviously know that that's not true but I did think that was really interesting that we're talking about you know, teams that have really like gone all out and reloaded as opposed to guys or teams that are waiting for their younger players to develop. I don't know though, because both teams in this Super Bowl also have draft picks that just panned out really nicely, right? The quarterbacks, Devonta Smith was a, was a draft pick. I mean, sure. They filled in some holes, but the Eagles still have like decent amount of cap space so they didn't really like necessarily mortgage anything but they did do a little bit of like an all-in move but that's because they can because their QB is on their rookie deal I mean same with the Chiefs though like Sky Moore draft pick um they went out and got MVS but he wasn't that expensive they went and got Kadarius Tony but not that expensive I don't I don't view the Chiefs as being like all-in either um I don't know. I think the Rams are just like a skewed case study on this one, but I will say I do understand because draft picks are riskier. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going risk and reward. Whereas I think with a free agent, you know what you're getting. So if you know what you need, you can go out and get it. But this was just a weird one. I feel like the top to the top team in either conference, like very rarely actually makes it to the Super Bowl, like one seed v one seed. There's always some kind of upset, but this year was just so cut and dry. Of like who was the best? Like at least in the NFC, like by far and away, that like the Eagles are never going to have an easier path to the Super Bowl. Right? Like, their window might be open, and they might have the space and the ability to like still collect players. I mean, they have also a top ten draft pick because they traded with the Saints. So, like, they're in a very, very good position, but there is no way that they're getting the Giants and the fourth-string quarterback in the 49ers uh, as their path to the Super Bowl in the future. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 